At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Hello, New Orleans Pelicans fans. I am Todd Graffinini, your radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans. And we have a special Breeders' Cup edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. The Breeders' Cup Classic coming up Saturday, November 7th on NBC. And we have a local favorite in the field. It is Tom's Day Top, of course, owned by Mrs. Benson. GMB Racing, trained by Al Stahl Jr., Joel Rosario on the mount. And boy, it's going to be an exciting day on Saturday. And we are very pleased to be joined by Al Stahl Jr., Tom Detach trainer. What what an exciting time it is, Alan. First of all, thanks for joining us. Uh, I know it's been a hectic, hectic time for you with the, with the classic just a couple days away, just a day away, actually. Uh, just thank you for your time. Oh no, I'm I'm glad to be here. Uh, when when people are calling, want to talk about things like this, you know you're you're in the right spot. And uh, anything for the for the home the home to, the home team. So no problem at all. I love it. No question. It is the 37th running of the Breeders' Cup Classic. It's hard to believe. Six million dollar purse. You know this is the Super Bowl. This is the World Series. This is the Stanley Cup Finals. Whatever sports referendum you want to put in there. This is the big one in the world of, of horse racing. It's so prestigious. And just talk about being in the race itself and how hard it is just to even get in it. Yeah, it is. I mean, everybody, you know, wants to get here. So you're talking thousands and thousands of horses around the world and, and uh, to, to make it to the super elite. Um, what it looks like back here right now is it's like an Olympics because we're all together and all these barns are together. It's like the Olympic Village. And this morning, the, the amount of horse flesh that uh, was on the racetrack on display, just training for a horse racing person or just anybody, it's absolutely mind-boggling. It's just, uh, it, it's, uh, we're very fortunate to be here and excited to be in with a chance in, the, in arguably the biggest race on the whole card. So, uh, um, you know, we're just hoping everything goes well for the next 48 hours. And right now we're very excited how our horse is doing. So, um it's just, it's just, we're, we're, we're sky high right now. 
Yeah, we're going to get in all the particulars in just a little bit. Again, we're long form right here. So I know a lot of people who are listening to this podcast might be getting into it for the first time. So we're going to make sure everybody really understands what, what we're into here. But, you know, this is not your first Breeders' Cup Classic. Uh, Ten years ago, you were the trainer of Blame, who had maybe the biggest upset in the history of the race, uh, defeating the undefeated, then undefeated Zenyatta at Churchill Downs. Uh, take me back 10 years, and, and what was that experience like for you? Well, it was, uh, it, it was you know, after the race, it was crazy excited. Uh, leading up to the race, we were just focused on our horse. Um, we knew, everybody knew about Zenyatta. She'd won 19 races out of 19 starts. I mean, that's the, that doesn't happen in our business. And, and she'd come from California, and I kind of maybe underestimated her, her, uh, her appeal, uh, but as soon as she hit the gate of Churchill Downs and the traffic jams and helicopters, <laughs> I said, oh, we might need a bigger boat. So, but we were just focused in on, uh, on Blaine, who was training really well, and, and we thought we had the right horse on the right day. And, and uh, you know, you need a lot of luck. And we had a wonderful trip with a great ride by a Hall of Fame um, rider, God rest his soul, Gary Gomez. And uh, it'll take the same type of effort, um, you know, for Tom to do it. Um, but it, it was spectacular, and the Saints had just won the Super Bowl earlier that yep. year, and um, half the city of New Orleans seemed like they came up there. All all the people that all everybody would know, the Mowbrays and the Sammy Toops of the world, and I mean, off the and it was who that uh, Coach Joe Sherman. We had a time of our life, and um, it's it seems like it was just yesterday, but um, it was great. And just following up on that, before we get to Tom. Uh, it's crazy because I watched the race again yesterday just to kind of refresh myself. And look, Zenyatta had an unbelievable following and, and you talked about it. And it and you talked about all the New Orleanians that went up there to Churchill Downs, but everybody else was pulling for Zenyatta, including the announcers. Uh, it, 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 they were crushed when Blaine won the race. And I was thinking to myself when I saw you on the track uh, after about to go in the winner's circle that you were almost like the Grinch. Uh, I mean, think about it. Just that was just a major, major upset. Yeah, it was. A, well, I, we were uh, that that race was nominated for the ESPYS uh, for we we lost to uh, the VCU. Remember uh, exactly, Smart? absolutely. We, we were I think we were second to them uh, for the ESPYS, but it was you know we were surrounded. That's the beauty of having your people there with you. We after the race we had our own little pocket, and yep. we didn't we didn't know that everybody had their arms crossed and uh heads down and and we were we were just yucking it up and having the time of our lives you know not in a, not in an over the top way we were just enjoying it with with our crew and I, I at that point in time i didn't really notice that it was everything else was silent so uh uh it was it was really something to behold it was way great we're talking with al Stahl jr the trainer of tom's day ties going to run in the breeders cup classic on <laughs> saturday on nbc of course owned by GMB Racing, Mrs. Benson. Uh, and that leads me to my question. Let's talk about your horse. Uh, how did the Bensons become involved and how did you become involved originally with Tom? Well, uh, Mr. Benson has always had racehorses. Um, I shouldn't say he didn't have them when he bought the Saints, but in, when, in, in the 1970s and 80s, he had, a, you know, he had a ranch in Texas and he had a bunch of uh, local, you know, regional and bred type horses, but he was he was always participating at the fairgrounds. I've actually has a, have a win photo. I might have sent it to Greg Bensel of Mr. Ben, of my father and mother giving Mr. Benson a trophy with a Louisiana bred race, and and it was uh, 
it was a, a lot. I can't remember when it was. He was a quite, he was a young man. I know that. And, uh, so, uh, Greg put together a little idea and he, he, he told us me, Tom Amos and Dallas Stewart, three New Orleanians that he was going to run this by Mr. B and, and they came up with something and they put up money and we all had, uh, a free reign to go buy, uh, the best horse we could, uh, with the budget. And they had a tremendous amount of luck, uh, Right off the bat, Dallas had a nice horse. Tom had a really nice horse. They both ran Kentucky Derby, and Tom was in the same crop, but he had a few problems with a young horse, and he's uh, picked up the slack of uh, finishing it off. So um, it, was a, it was a great concept that Greg had come up with, and it was executed really well, and we've had a lot of fun with it, and, and, uh, and here we are today. Yeah, it could be a great capper as well uh, on Saturday in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Now, about the horse, Tom Zeta, he is seven years old. So in, in, in NFL terms, he's basically Drew Brees. He's, he's at the end of his career. Now, how unusual is it to have a seven-year-old running in a race like this? Yeah, if he would win, he'd be the oldest horse to win the Classic ever. So it's very unusual. But he's an unusual horse. And even though he's seven years old, I think he's, we've raced him so infrequently because of uh, nagging issues. He's most probably not as, you know, not really beat up like, like a, a horse who would run hard for seven years. Um, so, and he's in very good form and he, he, I've, I've looked, you know, I've watched him every day and if I thought I'd seen something that would say, Hey, you know, he's not what he used to be. The plug would have been full. Perhaps no, no mm -hmm. if, ands, or buts about it, but he's still like he was all year this year and earlier and late last year. So um, I don't see it as being a problem of him running his a race. I think, I think he's, he's sitting on it. Al, have you ever had a horse in your barn this good for this long? Um, well, honestly, I did have that horse star guitar for mm -hmm. Evelyn Benoit. Um, he was a, you know, a, more of a regional horse, Louisiana bred. He's the all time leading money earner for Louisiana breads. Um, so they're rare. But they have similar characteristics. You can see it uh, when you're dealing with them on a day-to-day -day basis. I imagine uh, Drew does things that other players might not have done with diet and exercise and fitness and uh, therapies and things like that. So um, uh, Tom is like that. And uh, but you don't get you don't get you don't get him too often in this game. And uh, we're, we're thrilled to have him right now. And we're very very happy, you know, that he's got a starting career uh, following this race. So that that makes me as happy as anything. Well, we've got Al Stahl Jr. here, the trainer of Tom's Data, running in the Breeders' Cup Classic. It is the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek Breeders' Cup Edition. Now, Tom's raced three times this year. He has not uh, gone. He's won two. He came in third at the Whitney. Of course, stumbled bad out of the gate and still came in third. But he hasn't raced since August. And historically, he's done very, very well when he's had a long layoff. So I guess you got him exactly where you want him as far as the rest goes. Right, right. Well, we, 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 we set out to have a, a prep race uh, in the spring. Everything got turned upside down, you know, right. like everybody else's life. The horse world had, a little, uh, had quite a bit of that. Uh, the goal was to get a prep race, Stephen Foster and Whitney, and then regroup from there. So we hit all three of our marks. Very happy that Oakland Park raced, Churchill Downs raced, Saratoga raced, and then uh, then the, the the schedule was a little bit muddy um, in the fall. Keeneland didn't quite put their schedule out, and New York didn't. 
But my gut told me, and Greg's gut, and uh, when Winstar came on board, Elliot Walden, the president, his gut we all told us the same thing. Let's just regroup and fire our best shot uh, off off the bench, which he's like I said, like you said, he's proven to, to have done very well over the years. So we all on the same page. Well, I backed off him a little bit, gave mm-hmm. him a little breather, let the heat of the summer uh, turn to fall, and we picked him up. And we think he's made every workout like we want. He's done what we want him to do. And as of this morning, I don't know if you saw some of the feeds from TVG or what Greg might have tweeted. Um, he had a tremendous day here, and he, he, he knows that something big is coming around the corner. So uh, he appears to be ready for it. We're very excited. I'm going to pivot a little bit before we talk about the track itself, but how is training now in, in the world of the pandemic? How has it been for you uh, since March training horses? Well, you know, it's been, it's been from a logistical thing. It's been a little bit of a headache, but we're, we're, we're fortunate way, way more than most to have a, a, a sport uh, slash business that actually has done better in the pandemic because a lot of other sports had to take a little hiatus and a lot of people were focused in on horse racing and the betting was crazy and it still has been up. We're, we're actually in an up year. So uh, fortunate to have a, a, a platform to ply our trade, so to speak. And um, so horse racing has been better than most, but uh, I think they've done a good job. They being track administrators uh, because the protocols we followed and uh, backsides have been quiet and, uh, you know, I've had my temperature taken on, you know, like everybody else, <laughs> two or three times a day for the past uh, six months and masking and, you know, the whole deal. So uh, um, it's worked out under the circumstances very, very well for horse people. The track itself, Keeneland in Lexington, again, very historic place. And Tom's had success there. He, he won the Fayette Stakes last year. So he has a familiarity with the track. And, and I would think that's nothing but a positive. Well, absolutely. If you look at the field, I think uh, I think there's only three horses that have run over this racetrack out the whole field, and he's got clearly the best uh, speed figure, you know, out of those uh, those horses. And uh, I definitely think we have a, a home court advantage. There's no there's no doubt in my mind. And but he's a he's a, a real racehorse who doesn't need to take an excuse around with him like a racetrack. So um, he has one bad race in the mud down in Florida, but. He came back to New Orleans uh, after that race and had an abscess in his foot. So it might have been a, a, you know, some cofactors into why he might not have run that well. Otherwise, he's run, he's basically run great every time we've ever run him. So uh, I don't see any reason why he would not run you know, his A race on Saturday. Just a couple more minutes with Al Stahl Jr. Again, big thanks to him for joining us. It's such a busy time. Breeders' Cup Classic coming up on Saturday on NBC. Now, the race itself. Uh, Al, you know, you're not in this race unless you earned it. I mean, you've got the Derby winner, Authentic. You've got the Belmont Belmont winner, Tis the Law. You've got Improbable, who've got, you've got a little uh, rivalry going with here. Uh, it's a field of 10. You picked in the, you, you picked the fourth spot. Uh, is the spot good for you? But again, what an all-star field you're going up against. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, we did have some luck at the draw. I think the four is an excellent post position throughout for him. Um, let's just, we're going to assume that that uh, debacle at Saratoga and the Whitney is an aberration because right. he's a very good gate horse. He, he's a gentleman in the starting gate. And when the, when the doors open, he's always flown out of there. So uh, we're just going to assume that he goes back to his normal self. And, and from there, it'll be a, 
you know, a, a luck type of trip. Whoever's going to win the race has to get the right pace and the right position. Um, so we're, you know, the, it's interesting that three Baffert horses are all drawn to the outside. Um, horse racing can, even though it's the luck of a draw, it can just, drama can just show up around every corner. Right. And uh, I think that's very interesting and improbable. The bad gate horse is out there by Baffert's two other horses. So uh, <laughs> we're far enough away from him. So hopefully if he does his, uh, his tricks, um, we won't be bothered like we were in Saratoga when we were so close to him. Well, also in a field of 10, if something, you know, kind of goes not the way you want it to, there's enough time to maybe make up for it because say in a Kentucky Derby, when there's 20 in the field and you get caught behind, you're in deep, deep trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, a mile and a quarter is a, a you know, it's going to be a, a, a fairly hot pace, but it won't be like a sprint pace. So they'll have a chance to sort themselves out. And I, I think the best horse will win uh, the best trip and, um, I just hope it's us, and you know we just, uh, you know we we have all the respect in the world. I think the new, the new uh, uh, triple crown schedule has fed these nice three year olds into the into the classic in very good form. Uh, you don't normally see that. You might get a nice, you know, uh, top notch three year old like American Pharaoh, and the rest of them are kind of tired from the triple crown. But the way everything right. was pushed back and spaced out, you're getting two very nice three year olds in good form. And they're, they're, they have a little more of a freshness uh, angle. So uh, I'm, I'm worried about the three-year-olds uh, mm -hmm. amongst others. How, how do you see the race unfolding? I see uh, 46 and change for half a mile, uh, hopefully contested with a few of those couple Baffert horses and, and the two to the inside of us uh, by my standards. And Tis the Law wants to be up there. He's an aggressive horse. And I, I see Tom being – you know, get close to the fence and mid pack, and um, you know, Joel Rosario is an absolute first ballot future, hall, you know, Hall of Famer, and it's up to him. It's yep. up to the horse and him. But uh, I see us being about mid pack with a uh, you know fairly hot pace. Hopefully, now, Al can't thank you enough again. One final question for you, and we're going to let you go. Obviously, very very busy for you here. Big question: Can I put Tom as a single on my pick six ticket? We've come this far. You got to keep the faith. We've come this far. We're in, we're in, we're in this together. So, yes. I, I love that answer. I absolutely love that answer. Al Stahl Jr., I cannot thank you enough. We're going to be screaming all the way in New Orleans. You're probably going to hear us up in Lexington. Can't thank you enough for the time. Best of luck to you. We're all pulling for you. Okay, thank you. I really enjoyed it. You got it. That is Al Stahl Jr., trainer of Tom's Day. Ty, again, check him out. Breeders' Cup Classic Saturday afternoon on NBC. We are going to be rooting really hard. So that's going to wrap it up here on the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Don't forget, next week, we got a lot of NBA to talk about. Schedule should be out. Start date of the NBA season. The draft is coming up. So everything is starting to get in line for the National Basketball Association and we will, as always, be there to give it to you here on the Pelicans Podcast. I am Todd Graffinini, your radio voice of New Orleans Pelicans. Thank you so much. This has been a special Breeders' Cup edition of the Pelicans Podcast presented by CP.